big hat. A gigantic hat worn by the great sorcerer Logan. It completely hid his face, which led to his nickname, Big Hat. Famously antisocial, Logan used it to block out noise and people's stares so he could focus on his own thoughts, but it does not possess any special magic powers. It sounds like you've got a lot in common with uh, with our friend Big Hat. I don't want to talk about it. Welcome once more, Ashen One, to Margaret Thatcher, Templar Spy, the podcast that can't seem to get past the high wall of Lothric and has tried numerous times, but always gets too frustrated to continue. I'm a poisonous rat man known to intrepid adventurers as James Law, and I'm joined by a man wanted in several realms for wanton murder of skeletons, Joel Franey. Vera seek, seek, lest. <laughs> People who no play face, Dark no Souls 2 will know what that means. <laughs> No face, no case. Today, we're discussing Dark Souls, Hidetaka Miyazaki's gargantuan, famously punishing action fantasy series, known as much for its challenging nature as its extremely opaque lore. So, Joel, tell me more about what you've been studying. Well, I love Dark Souls. I've loved it perhaps more than someone should love a game for five... Oh, how long has it been out? Because I didn't like it when it first came out, but somewhat, around 2013 it suddenly clicked for me. Mm. Um, because... so, yeah, I've tried to make it click for me several times. But... Yeah, you were telling me before the episode started, you uh, bashed your head against 3, 1, and Bloodborne. Yeah, Bloodborne's supposed to be the one that like gets you into it and no, makes Blood- you really Bloodborne's... understand. Bloodborne's fucking lethal, man. That's one of the most brutal of them. Oh, well, what... <laughs> like, uh, to be fair, I think I've tried enough of a variety of it to, to realise that... Two is the... I mean, it's the worst game of the three, but it's, like, the most easy entry. Right. So, oh, God, I'm going to have to jump in again. At some point, I will. So Maybe right, one I'll, day I'll, I'll get it. It'll click. I'll, I'll be like a coach. I'll be over your shoulder going, go on, Sam, get him. <laughs> roll, 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 go on. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll give you a ringing smack every time yeah. you get it wrong just to reflect the game. Exactly. It is yeah, very, very punishing is what I've... Uh, what I've heard, and uh, you know, to to some like you, I assume that's a, a fantastic challenge to overcome. That gives you a real sense of satisfaction, uh, and to me, it's a pain in the ass that gets tedious very quickly. But yeah, um, it it triggers a certain masochistic pleasure within me. But for those who haven't tried Dark Souls, it was a 2011 RPG that spawned a, a wider franchise. A very, very famously punishing game that's uh, a fantasy series that focuses on grim, depressing themes, which is why it speaks to me so much. Yeah. Or well, wouldn't uh, it um, the sequel or something to Demon Souls? Did that not come first? Demon Souls came first, but Dark Souls is kind of a spiritual reimagining. Right. Okay. Like it, 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 there's no official link between them beyond being very similar games made by the same company. If you see okay. what I mean. Um, Demon Souls is kind of the proof of concept that they were working from. Yeah, they were like, let's make this, but better. Kind of, yeah. I think it was just saying, does this work? Is this a thing? And then they did it and went, this is alright. Now let's learn from some of its lessons. And then they made okay. Dark Souls, which is sort of one of the one of the greatest games ever made. But Dark Souls has a has a weird way of storytelling. It's the environmental storytelling thing, where they don't tell you shit you sort of have to infer it from what's going on around you. Yeah. Like, as far as I'm aware, like, I know, uh, I heard somewhere that a lot of the lore and story 
is in the descriptions of items, which I believe is what you, you yep. your intro would have been, right? Yes, it was a reference to the big hat worn by Big Hat Logan, the sorcerer. <laughs> I like that. He's a he's a sort of tertiary character. He's not plot essential, but he's sort of he's like the the wizard who tells you wizarding things if you go right. in that direction. And he's got a big hat. Yeah, that's what he's famous for. That's his uh that's his look. <laughs> yeah. And he used it to block out noise and people's stares. And when you talk to him, his hat literally comes down to like his chin. That's very relatable stuff. Yeah, exactly. Maybe so, I'll get myself a big hat. Well, I think that when you can shoot fire from your hands, it does let you pull off more clothes than the average person. That's true. Sort of the it's Matrix a... thing where leather coats are very lame, but if you can do, like, gunfighting kung fu in them, you do make them a bit cooler. It's a hell of an accessory. Uh, but Dark Souls basically starts with a big cinematic showing uh, the creation of the world, and then it with that's this all these characters fighting and dragons and monsters and heroes and gods. And then it goes, right, that was nice. Now let's skip forward to 10 million years later and the world is dying. And oh. uh, and your job as the player is to kind of work out what's happened in the intervening time to get from one to the other and what happened to all those gods, heroes, dragons, monsters, etc. Right. And do we know what happened to all those gods, heroes, monsters, dragons? Some. Uh, or this... do you have to go on the wiki and uh, oh, let someone yeah. else deal it, with it? It's very obscure. No one, like, tells you anything clearly. And the few that do are kind of untrustworthy. Right. Uh, one, one of the frustrating things is is that there's two characters who both look like weird snakes with bunny ears. <laughs> okay. Who will both tell you completely opposite ideas of the same thing. One One of them says, if you do this... It'll be great for the world, and everything will be as it should be. And the other one goes, no, that guy's lying. If you do it, it'll be terrible, and everything will go to shit. And you've got to work out... Do you have you, to work out which one's telling the truth, or you, is it sort you, of just a... You just... You never it's know. who you trust. Okay. Because it determines the ending. Right. And like, the, they're, they're telling you to do different things in the game's finale. So what is the... The goal is... Uh, the, the phrase... Link the first fray frame. Link the first flame rings a bell to me. Yeah, is that what does that mean? Is that is that the goal of the game? Like yes. So dark. Well, possibly. Dark Souls starts like I said with this kind of creation myth, and it shows a world that is grey and lifeless and energyless and uh, kind of lacking in any purpose or direction or color. Right. The only beings that live are dragons, who are almost indistinguishable from the landscape and just sleep on the surface all day, and a bunch of giants who live underground and are too scared to go up top because there's dragons up there. Okay. And then we get fire, and from this first flame comes all these kind of ideas of duality, and suddenly there's opposites in the universe, which there really wasn't before. So you get uh, and hot and cold, light and dark, life and death, which were things that didn't happen before the flame came along. Right, and the, so the flame came along and created, like, just existence. Yeah, or at least made it into a new form that wasn't this sort of endless, entropic kind of greyness. Um, okay. You get sounds, opposites now. <laughs> sounds terrible. Yeah. It, it creates a fantasy world that I think people would be a bit more familiar with, you know, that essentially yeah. looks like a medieval form. And it gives uh, a bunch of characters very extraordinary powers, which they use to kill the dragons and take the surface and make it into this fantasy world. Right. Um, they become gods. 
and create this. Well, how, well hang on. How do they, how do, they do that? Well, uh, the from the powers gifted by the, the flame. So okay. the reason it's called Dark Souls is because souls are physical objects in the game created by the fire. Right. So, so I know that they act as currency, right? Yes. Uh, in, in gameplay? Yes. So a soul doesn't have like a person's mind or consciousness in it. It's more just raw energy. Uh, and right. certain beings can, if they kill someone, just take that energy from the dead person, take their soul, for want of a better word, and can channel it for themselves. Right. Okay, as you do. Yeah, I mean... Imagine every living being is a battery and the soul is just the electricity <laughs> running through it. That's probably Okay, the... no, I can appreciate that. The first flame created a bunch of different uh, living beings, but it also created four really powerful souls to uh, reflect the new opposites that existed now. So there's a soul of light, a soul of dark, a soul of life, and a soul of death. And, and they, these are like big batteries. Or, yeah, just huge sources of, like, magic and godly power okay. that could be claimed by any being. Right. Um, and four beings do take them and essentially become the gods of those things. Like okay, they, I can see that. Um, the big one being Lord Gwyn, who takes the soul of light and becomes, like, the Zeus equivalent. Oh, gosh. Okay. He, he, he sort of runs this civilization that comes next and he creates lightning and he... They say he controls the sun. He's, you know, very powerful. Bit of a big dog, yeah. If you control the sun, you've kind of got a lot of clout. Well, he's the final boss of the game. Right. Um, well, so why, why, why are you trying to kill him then? Has he, like, been corrupted by power or something? Sort of. So the, at the end of the game, it's untold amount of time later. You don't know how long it's been. You just know it's been a very long time since all this. And the first flame from which all this power came is just dying out. Not for any nefarious reason, but because no fire lasts <laughs> it's just forever. It's been a while. Well, that's the thing. Like, just the energy is starting to die. Right. So, and um, if the energy dies, you go back to grey, horrible world. Or at least life. something not like what we have now. Right. Um, and they, so, they you want to re replenish it so that you can, what, continue the status quo? Kind of, yeah. So, what they say is that we won't go back to the grey, we'll get an age of dark, because now light and dark do exist. We'd get something, we'd get an entirely new sort of dark era that no one's seen before. Right. Um, and the two, serpents be the two serpents with bunny ears give you different opinions <laughs> on what that is. So, one of them literally works for Gwyn, who says, Oh, you want to relight the fire, you want to keep the flame going. Yeah, your um, love so is my only desire. <laughs> I. Even as I said that, I thought he's going to make that joke. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, King Seeker Frampt, as he's called, ah. uh, tells you, yeah, you want to uh, sort of reignite the flame and keep this era going and stop the universe from collapsing and delay the dark. Uh, and the other one, who's kind of a sneakier but potentially more honest character, says, no, you want the Age of Dark because humans are made from, you know those four souls I told you at the beginning? Mm-hmm. There was a dark soul, and humans are made from that. Ah. So if the Age of Dark comes along, all humans get more powerful. Wait, uh, hang on. <laughs> well, I don't know if I want either of them. Because we're tied. Because we're tied to darkness. They're yeah. basic. The the other serpent, Karth, basically tells you, look, 
this is just the what happens. This is, you know, this isn't like an evil plan. Like circle of life type thing. A little bit, yeah. Just like, the way of the world, just, like this things is just change. The na- this is just the natural ending. And, it, and because you play a human in the game, he's basically telling you you're entitled to what comes next. Yeah, like, this is it's your like birth. in your best interest. So it is um, Gwyn not a human then? Like the, these gods who became who, who got the soul power? No, are they not humans. So it, they're all giants to start with, um, and then some of them claim the souls and become gods. But right. uh, the one that claims the dark soul is a being called the furtive pygmy. Right, that doesn't uh, sound particularly uh, particularly nefarious. But he creates humanity using the dark soul in his image because a pygmy giant is just a human. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a short giant, so he just oh, okay. creates human beings. And so, do every... you have to fight him at any point? No, he's a uh, he's. You don't know where he is actually. He's he just seems to vanish after oh, creating okay. humanity. There is a boss in the first game's DLC that might be him, um, right? Like having been corrupted into something monstrous, but that's never really confirmed. Okay, like a lot of things in this in this world, apparently. Yeah, th- I'm I'm gonna say this now. I should have said this earlier. There are gonna be a lot of Dark Souls veterans or you know lore buffs who are gonna immediately go, "Oh, he's got that wrong." And I'm doing my the best answer I- to them is, uh, "Shut up, nerd." <laughs> well, it's also the thing of a lot of this is sort of up for debate because right. the game doesn't explicitly say anything. Okay, well, I take that back then. My my answer to them would be leave a comment uh, <laughs> and boost us in the algorithm. It, it's it's just drawing different conclusions from what the evidence you're given. If you see, okay, what I'm repeating that. What I'm repeating today, I believe, are the most common theories, right? Or like so, the most n- may not necessarily ones. what you would agree with as the way the world is or i i mean i believe everything i've heard so far some of it is more confirmed than other stuff like right um like most of the stuff i've told you is pretty accepted like you know gwyn and the four gods is pretty much canon yeah Um, and you find that out so the the game doesn't actually tell you any of this you have to sort of just infer it from context clues and what people say yeah a little bit and sort of how the environment's built and how certain characters act um but yeah, so what's point... with the the praise the sun guy? Is he worshiping Gwyn then? Yes, there's a theory that he's Gwyn's uh, firstborn son. Oh, um, well, we... that's a very loyal son. Uh, yes, he. Oh, <laughs> firstborn son, like like the sun. Sorry, continue. Yes, there's a. I mean, one we talk about the environmental storytelling. It's established that Gwyn had three kids, and the first one was a sort of god of war. Um, <laughs> nice. And but who made some kind of blunder and was exiled and was uh, you know essentially kicked out of the pantheon. No, unlucky. Uh, and if you walk around uh, Gwyn's uh, capital city, there are always statues in sets of three, and two of them are intact, and there is other two kids, and then there's one of them that's always shattered, which is the exiled son. So you're never entirely certain what he looks like, except there's one area that's kind of cut off and that clearly no one's got to mainly because there's a big dragon sitting on it that tries to kill anyone who gets close. But if you can get in, you find an intact version of the statue, and it's a woman holding a baby, presumably the firstborn, but he's got the same sword that Solaire does. Um, ah, okay. Guy. So people sort of draw the conclusion that, okay, presumably Solaire might be him. Right. Or Solaire could have just got a 
same brand of sword. In, also possible. <laughs> like, like I said, got, so, it, it's just drawing it's from just, the evidence you got. Yeah, it's just a Ford Focus. A lot of people have them. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think you can get a sword like that if you if you take the right path. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean you're the son of Gwyn. Or does it? No. Well, uh, oh. yeah. Um. No, you you are a nobody in in the game. Like it's very clear right. about that. You you're just a random person who is undead. Right. Because uh, here's a fun thing: Gwyn really fucks over humanity. Oh, why would he do that? And how? Well. So the pygmy made human beings with the dark soul because the dark right. soul is the weakest of the three, or so it seems, or the, okay. of the four souls rather. Um, but it does have a unique quality. It has two unique qualities, in fact. First one being it can split slash copy itself infinitely. Oh, that's intense. Yes. Um, <laughs> each cop each copy is very very weak, obviously, but. You, it can just like, but it, that does still mean like unlimited power. You know? Yeah, though though a being can only have be attuned to like one copy at a time, right? Um, but and this is the important part: while all the other souls start off super powerful but can't really change, the dark soul can essentially be made more powerful with time, effort, and will, um, which right. represents you in the game getting experience and killing things. Okay, and you get like you get more powerful because of your strong will to overcome. Yeah, you, because of your dark soul. So whilst the dark souls always start off super weak, they could theoretically rival even Gwyn himself, or even just surpass it, because there's no cap on what they're capable of. Right, and you do end up, I guess, if you defeat him. Yes, then I guess you do end up surpassing. That's one of the reasons why Gwyn is a bit nervous about human beings, because. At this point in history, all the humans have forgotten that they're all, like, potentially superhuman. Partly because we're all super weak, because it's the middle of an age of light and fire, and we've all got dark souls, so we're not in our element. Right. But as the first flame starts to die, and we move from one age to the other, human beings start getting more powerful. And the dark soul... Oh, okay. And the dark soul... Uh, stops us from dying. Is that why you can respawn? Is that like the yes, universe? Yes, though you come back as a horrific, like, mummified version of yourself. Oh. Uh, so, Which sort of works to Gwyn's benefit because he immediately, like, labels it as a curse and starts describing those humans as like, oh, there's something wrong with them, we have to isolate them. And oh, the human right. beings who have no idea what's going on go, oh, I guess he must be telling the truth. Yes, yeah, like, oh, I mean, well, I've died and oh, I'm back now. Yeah. There must be something wrong with me. It feels like a curse, I imagine. Like, being unable to die. Yeah. Uh, and Gwyn, this is a bit vague, but from what I gather, tried to, like, break how the Dark Soul works and only ended up kind of fucking with humans further. Brilliant. Nice so, one. So if humans die too many times, we risk going hollow, which essentially means, like, mindless zombies. Okay. And um, do you find? Uh, I, I believe there are like mindless zombies in the oh, game. Oh, they're they're like the standard enemy. It's become right. like a real like reoccurring thing. Now that's not supposed to happen, but Gwyn's tinkering has uh, oh, doomed us Gwyn. to that potential fate. I mean, I um, guess it's good for farming XP. Well, yeah, a little bit. So yeah, but that can be overcome that potential hollowness uh, if you have like a strong sense of what you want to achieve. Like okay. if you know if you know why you're coming back to life, you can delay that kind of mindless state. Well, and so if you know what if you know the law, 
No, no, like, if if you have a purpose and sense of drive, oh, right. if, if there's something you want to do, you don't go mindless. But the worst right. thing that can happen is if you just, you know, lose a sense of, of drive, then you just end up becoming mindless. Okay. So, yeah, Gwyn really fucks us over. Yeah, what a dickhead. Um, I mean, I, I guess I guess we defeat him eventually, right? As, well, maybe, I mean, I yeah. There's no, there's no good ending for Gwyn, because he realises by the end that all his tinkering, and he does a lot of stuff to try and keep the fire going, is kind of doomed because no fire lasts forever. So his so final... why can we why can we relight the fire then? Well, you have to be human te- for it. N- well, technically, anyone can keep it burning a little longer by essentially burning your own soul in it. Right, and is so, that what you're doing? You, you yeah. So so kill Gwyn's... yourself to keep the fire burning. So Gwyn's final plan is to basically. Realize, he realises I can't win. There's no situation in this where it works out for me because either the fire dies and I become weak um, as well as my entire family and pantheon or, you know, just the humans get so powerful they come along and kick me to death. Yeah. Oh, come on. He's had a good run, though. Like, Well, yeah, that is the thing. He's, like, thousands of years old and he's been Zeus, so he is being a bit selfish. Yeah. Um, but Give he, someone he, else a go. His ultimate thing is, like, I'm not letting the fire go out no matter what, even if I have to go. So, so he's he, like, I'll throw myself on the fire and keep it burning. He he links his soul to it and essentially becomes like a much weaker version of himself. And at the same time, he goes into hiding and has all his advisors kind of set up this myth about the undead who could relink the fire after achieving what even the game admits is a bunch of like arbitrary tasks. Oh, uh, will we'll become like this sort of mythical figure and keep and save the land. What oh, so he, he like he tricks you into doing it. Yeah. Um, so he's waiting down there, literally meant to be the final boss. Because if you are powerful enough to kill him, you must have a really powerful soul that's really good for fuel for the fire. And that. Yeah. Um, and ideally, then, once you've sacrificed yourself, the fire burns even longer, and the myth goes full circle. And until the next person comes, eventually along. another undead will come along and kill you. Brilliant. Um, or <laughs> you just listen... a com- constant chain of sacrifice. Yeah, or you listen to what Sneaky Serpent is saying and choose not to link it and let the Age of Dark come around. All right, and, and what happens when the Age of Dark comes around? We we don't see it in the first game, but it's implied okay. that it would be a dark world where humans are like much more powerful, basically more so than anything else. Oh shit! Like like the real world. <laughs> I think well, literally immortal and. You know, ah. like all all other beings, sort of subservient to them. Like it's okay, human, not... it's humans and gods flipped. Okay, so we we then have control of Gwyn, Lord of Cinder, and all of his buddies. Yeah. Okay. Do, Whether that's I, better I or we worse, that? well, it's sort of an opinion thing. Like, do you think humans deserve that, or do you think you could just make the argument of, hey, it's our turn? You yeah. Know, I mean, gods well, are, how did the, the fire initially start? Like, if the Age of Darkness happens, then like cat. Can the Age of Fire ever start again? Because this fire that, came from somewhere, right? Well, that's the funny thing. Um, this isn't addressed in the first game, which is all I've been focusing on so far. Right. It's implied at the end of the first game that, like, if the fire goes out, that's it. Like, it is never coming back. Um, one of the reasons why Gwyn is so nervous about keeping it burning. Mm. However, the second game establishes that Gwyn's tinkering was even worse than he thought... God damn it, Gwyn. And it and the and it's now a cycle. So we get ages of fire and ages of oh. dark going in a loop. Okay. So I guess it's just like taking turns then. P- 
pretty much. I mean, that that's how the the games work. That each game is another um, cycle where we're on the edge of light and uh, of Age of Fire and Age of Dark, and it's deciding whether we want to just kill it or keep it going a bit longer. Oh, is it the same same ending every time? It's just like so to like some extent. To... Three goes a bit weird, and it's about how the cycle has been going on for so long that culture has kind of adapted to it. Um, oh, okay. And also maybe that the cycle is just killing the universe itself, and if it goes on for too long, maybe just reality will snap because none <laughs> none of this is natural. Like it's established what's that what was supposed to happen was that the Age of Fire would just be a once off, and then we get dark forever. Right, but now but this Gwyn ev- fucked it all up. Oh yeah, and this cycle has been going on for so long that the laws of physics are just getting worn out, and the final, <laughs> the final stages of the game are just sort of complete broken reality with like cities from different eras mashed together. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so th- this world does not seem like one I would want to spend a huge amount of time in. No, I, I guess the best things would be. I mean, you. I gather that in the sort of middle of an age of fire where the gods are in charge, it's more of a fairly standard fantasy world. Right, so I Out- guess, like, yeah, the, the only time you see it in-game is when everything's falling apart, right? Yeah, that. I mean, so that's like, when that's when someone is needed. Yeah, so, like, under normal circumstances, would it be all right? I don't think it would be good. There's established there's a lot of, like, injustices that happen right. as the gods I mean, pick yeah, on like, humans. Like a, like a normal, um, like, feudal fantasy land, right? Yeah, kind of, with a very, like, high kind of magic quality to it. Yeah, but it, it's a uh, it, there's a lot of like little nuances in the stories like we've talked about, um, and there's some fun characters. Ornstein and Smau is a famous boss fight from the first game. Mm, that's a double whammy, isn't it? Oh, it's a brutal one. <clears throat> I've, I've heard. I, I didn't get there because I got yeah, sick I... of it after the tourist demon. <laughs> Sorry, not after. Before. Yeah, that like I said, that's a that's a wall. People bounce off that one. Um, yeah, it's just Ornst- frustrating. Ornstein and Smau are a, a very painful pair. Ornstein is Gwyn's most legendary knight. Right. Uh, Gwyn had like four famous knights, and Ornstein was their leader. Smau is not a knight. He was a, he is a failed knight. Oh, well, um, what's he doing there? Well, are they just mates. So he wanted to join. He wanted to you know reach this highest echelon of the army, but he was told no because he was too brutal and vicious. Oh, and was made okay. the and was made Gwyn's official executioner. Ah, right. So he's a very mean man. Uh, he's a cannibal, as a matter of fact. Oh, so he'll he's, kill you and then eat you. Yeah, he's a nasty. He's a nasty piece of work. Was well, he a cannibal? Like, well, does cannibal mean he eats his own kind or he eats humans? He he eats those he executes. Oh, um, I, I think it establishes you know. that he like grinds their bones up into his food and eats it. Oh, okay, like like pepper. <laughs> I I guess if that's the comparison we want to go with, well, people eat bone marrow, right? I don't, but but not of those they've killed traditionally. Well, those that someone have killed, like someone killed the animal that you're eating the bone marrow of, right? I guess sometimes it's you. Actually, you know what? I'm actually not going to die on the hill of defending Smaug the horrifying bone eater man I, I, i'm not sure about the pronunciation actually we've never had i don't think there's ever been an official we haven't seen it written oh well, when ornstein's best... like when when he dies ornstein's not like smoke no well that that's a funny thing actually because if you kill it's a boss fight against two of them at once and depending on which one you kill first the other one gets a power up in a little cinematic mm. so if you kill so um 
Ornstein is quick and fast and uses like lightning attacks and he's kind of very agile and nimble. Uh, Smau is a big fat guy with an absolutely humongous hammer. <laughs> right. Well, he's he's an executioner. He uses a hammer. Yes. That's very that, I mean, brutal. Yeah, I was going to say that that should really sort of give a sign of just how nasty he is. Uh, but if you kill Smau first, then there's a little cinematic where Ornstein kind of kneels next to him and like just pays a moment of respect to a fallen soldier. And it's, you know, it's very so. Like, I don't know if they actually liked each other, but it's at least like you know, pay your respects to a fallen comrade. Yeah. Um, oh, that's and gets, sweet. And gets a power up. If you kill Ornstein first. Uh, he's Eat not it. fully dead in the cinematic, and then Smau just crushes him into the ground with one hammer blow and gets oh. his electric powers. Oh, okay. Okay, so <laughs> Smau is a genuine piece of shit. Yeah, he's really nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like him. Yeah, that's a comedy duo for the ages. <laughs> but speaking of weirdness, I think now's the time to get into Two Truths and a Lie. All right, give me, give me what you got. Two Truths and a Lie this week is on Merchants. In Dark Merchants. Souls 1. Yes. Uh, People who sell you gear. Yes, or at least trade gear. Um, okay. Uh, some merchants will have their specialties, uh, will only deal in certain things, some are more general. And uh, there are some odd ones there, and I'm going to read out three of them uh, now, one of which is fake. Right. The first merchant, Willoughby, who is a patch of lichen and human organs spread <laughs> around a small room. Okay. The second one, Snuggly the Crow. Oh, yes. An invisible crow who only trades things that are warm or soft. <laughs> okay. And Trusty Patches, who tries to kick you down a hole when you turn your back on him. <laughs> Sorry, Trusty Patches. His name is Patches. He's often referred to as Trusty Patches or Patches the Hyena. And he kicks you down a hole if, yeah. if you turn your back on him. So, what do, does he do you sell to, you? Do you want to address Patches first? Yeah, what does he sell you? What, what's so, his... pa- Patches sells an eclectic mix of gear, some of which is quite good or quite rare, um, but there's not a real theme to it from what I gather, because the, the idea is that Patches is a bandit who kills people, steals their equipment, and then sells it on. So if you buy his shit, and then he just, he just cu- kicks you down a hole, kills you, and just takes it back? Well, the game do- the game doesn't like have that mechanic. He does kill you, but you don't lose anything. But right, that's okay. why he did it. Um, wow, what a dick! Yes, he's actually a recurring character in the Souls games, uh, okay. despite the fact that I mean, he takes a different form each time, and it's not the same person. But in uh, Bloodborne, he's called Patches the Spider, in which right. case it, he's a human head on a giant spider body. I hate that. Uh, in all three games, he will try and trick and kill you. So, okay. So, not not very trusty. I imagine that's an ironic nickname, that. Uh, that's very, what he calls clever. himself. <laughs> I, I like that. He's, that's, he's that's very, very like, friendly and amicable. He seems like a funny fella. You know, and then he'll he'll do a thing where he sort of points at the cliff and goes, you know, I think so, I saw something down there. <laughs> and, then, and then you get close to it and a cinematic starts where he kicks you in the back like, and you fall down and there's a bunch of enemies down there. That's very funny, actually. I like this guy. He's he's good. You can find um, him afterwards. He actually makes two attempts to kill you across the game. Once can you kill ki- him if you know he's going to do like if you if you've got got with it by him before and you go back to where he is? You you can attack him at any time, even before he does it. 
Right, and then and then he just what? Can you can you take there, a shit? Or there's just there's just a fight. Yeah, you get his you get some of his armor and a few other items. You don't get oh, his okay. Full so stock. he turns into a boss fight. Yeah, or just at least like a, a combat encounter. Yeah, oh, that's uh, cute. Uh, yeah, one point he tries to like flip a bridge that so you fall off it, and the other oh, time wow. he kick, kicks you off the cliff. And both Very times creative. you can go back to him, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't realize that must have been a terrible mistake." And, <laughs> And if you uh, don't aggro him, he'll give you an item. Oh. Like, is it in a kind of no hard feelings sort of way? Yeah, like, oh, sorry, mate, I didn't realise you'd come back. Uh, you can, yeah, and you can just keep trading with him. Okay, okay, so he's a, he's a fairly chill bandit as, as they go. Yeah, it's, it's a very clear, like, it's just business, mate, sort of yeah. approach. Yeah, this is my, this is my business model. Uh, you, you can find other NPCs who will talk about him in a very, like, don't trust that guy kind of way. Yeah. Okay, so that does warn you. All right, so then we've got Snuggly, the Snuggly Invisible Crow. Snuggly the Crow, yeah. Who is invisible. Well, I, I'm guessing so. You find Snuggly's nest, and then there's a prompt to talk, but you don't see Snuggly, even though you hear her. Right, so it's an invisible crow who needs... Think, who, only things who that are warm things. and soft. The game doesn't tell you, but I'm guessing that's so for like her nest. Dead bodies? Is that what she wants? Uh, she wants a few things. There's a kind of a wide variety in what she deals in. You can give her some of the souls you find. You can give her special right. flame magics. Uh, you can give her special items that would generate warmth. You can give her moss that you can find. There's a lot of like healing moss in the game. Uh, but you don't sell them to her, you trade them. So essentially every item you give, she gives you like a specific one in return. Okay. Are they very useful things that she that she offers? Some of the, some of them are very good, depending on what you give. Uh, but they're all shiny because she's a crow. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. She, she, so she she'll give you like uh, pieces of rare metal that you can use in the crafting system, or magic rings that she's found. You know, things like that. Yeah. Oh, she sounds chill. Yeah. Um, she speaks and finally in, speaks in a screechy, broken English. Oh, lovely! What a nice lass. <laughs> um, and finally, we've got Lichen Man. Yeah, Willoughby. Willoughby the Lichen Man. Yeah, he is... So, you, I'll describe it. You enter a, a small stone building, and in one of the rooms, three walls are covered in a mixture of green lichen and uh, living human organs. Okay, so, he, to be fair, if he's if he's made of lichen and organs, then Snuggly the Crow would probably enjoy his presence. Well, yes, there's actually a link between them. So, he's found in Blight Town, which is filled with undead who are uh, seem to be controlled by some kind of mossy lichen like what okay. he is like they're covered in it so like right. they're sort of npcs with this sort of green fuzz on them okay i've heard very bad things about blight town blight town is rough and we don't know why he's different he doesn't give a huge amount of details he doesn't remember who he was except that he was someone important uh, and he's okay. constantly complaining of stomach pain oh wow okay which is you know i mean i guess you can see his stomach uh, he trades only in medicines and moss. <laughs> like one of them is useful. Yeah, well, the moss uh, in the game acts as like healing items or, oh, stat okay. or status cues. So, uh, red moss removes bleeding. Purple moss removes poison. Or is it green moss? Uh, yeah, green moss removes poison. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, and also you can give moss to the snuggly bird. Yes, you can give. You can pass it on to the snuggly. Uh, he, okay. you can sell him medicines and buy moss. Uh, presumably you can only sell him medicines because he's trying to cure his pain stomach. Aww. <laughs> okay. Uh, so so I I believe all three of them. Uh, 
The Invisible Crow seems seems like something they'd have. I, Invisible Crow is ah. Uh, well, no. I, I, I'm guessing Invisible. Like I said, you just can't see her. Like yeah, I don't know if she's on a branch somewhere, looking down and or like out of sight, or if she's just nestled yeah, in she the like nest flies so in from deeply a that you can't see. Like, I'm extremely desperate for Trusty Patches to be real. <laughs> I really, really want him to exist. So I'm gonna say Lichen Man. Uh, what's his name again? Willoughby. Willoughby the Lichen Man uh, and Human Organ Boy is a lie. Well, you got it completely right. Willoughby isn't real. Oh! No, okay, the, so that's good. The, the, Trusty Patches is real. I'm very glad Yeah, that. he's he is a fan... Like I said, he's a recurring character. Oh, he's my favourite as well. In I think every, he's great. In every game, he's kind of like smarmy and, you know, He'll come along and fuck you. with you. He'll sell you a few things. And then he'll try and kick you off a ledge in every game. Or or at <laughs> least lead you, lead you to your death in some way. Yeah. Oh, I like this guy a lot. In uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls, he's a human being. In Bloodborne, he's a spider with a human head. <laughs> that doesn't sound as good vibes, but I, I can appreciate him. Yeah, he's uh, he's a sneaky bastard. <laughs> but but the joke is just by the time of Bloodborne, everyone's like, "Hello," I, he just went, "Hello, I'm Patches." Everyone just went, "Right, no, I've got to kill you right now." Yeah, this guy again. All right, <laughs> what what shit is he gonna pull now? Oh God. I think that's everything for this week. Uh, James, do you want to pimp our social media as usual? Uh, yeah, so we can be found on the internet at 10 Plus Bycast, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, hit us up. You can uh, find me at James MacLaw. Make sure you drop me a follow. You can find Joel at... Grossly Incandescent. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. And they'll never get to know the joke. <laughs> Um, and yeah, next week you can find me letting it rip in the world of Beyblades. So is that, I hope is that really what they said in that show? Yeah. Do you never? Do you never like? Do you never play it or watch it? It was no, three, okay, two, occasionally one. I, occasionally, I saw like kids spinning them in the in the, in the school sink. Oh yeah, no. Well, ah, they, did, they didn't have a stadium, obviously. No, it was three, two, one. Let it rip, and then you pull the thing, and then oh, fight them God. out. That's so lame. Yeah, it's great. What are you talking about? No, it's very lame. All right, well, catch us next week uh, while I defend the coolness of Beyblades. And uh, yeah, see you later. See you next week.